This is a HeadGum Podcast. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. We listen to Mark Lowry and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. <laughs> That's Kurt Franklin. <laughs> yeah, I'm a 50 year, Consider the source. Hey. Consider the source. Consider the source. Wanna get in the bathtub? Consider the source. I'm a fan of my mom. Check. Oh, yeah. Consider the source. Stop, Let's get loud! Yes! <laughs> Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Carolyn. Let's freaking get loud Let's today. Let's get loud. Let's get loud for the Lord. Oh, my Lord. Let's go loud, America. This is a request from Caroline from the inauguration, which as this comes out was eight months ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the Let's oh, Get Loud years ago. is still relevant. It still hits. It still hits just as hard as the first time. And that's the chimes of freedom ringing that Bob Dylan was talking about. Is <laughs> Jennifer Lopez saying, let's from get loud. Sea to shining sea. <laughs> Loud. Jennifer Lopez, who uh, our past guest Molly Lambert did point out, sounds like um, when we were listening to the duet of Elmo and Rosie O'Donnell singing Do You Hear What I Hear, uh, Rosie O'Donnell and Jennifer Lopez's singing voices, not dissimilar, and and I urge everyone to do an A-B comparison of those. Well, I would like that to be a whole segment on this show sometime. Yeah. <laughs> Are they the Christian? Let's figure it out from their voices. Do they sound the same? Let's watch Riding the Bus with my sister and see if this is offensive <laughs> to God. <laughs> Good Christian Fun is the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, movies, music, and entertainment made for and made by Christians, but we're not here to make fun of you. No, no, no. We're nice. We're not here to make you go to church either. No, no, no. We're not obnoxious. We're just here to have fun. And to join up in the reunited states of America, as Mr. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen dubbed our great nation in a Jeep commercial. <laughs> That's right. Jeep and Springsteen t- teamed up for the first time ever to really change the the culture. It's working. We're healing now. Um, we w- all have Jeeps. <laughs> when Cars 4 comes out, it'll be, hey, y'all, I'm Bruce Jeepstein. And that'll be the uh, play on his name. Uh, limo man well miranda that could be one uh limo man. you know we, oh, we can all go cute. around the horn and do our car puns later but the topic for today's episode is Catherine uh, honda what's that Catherine honda Ka- is very good <laughs> Catherine honda is good all right now we can move on that might be a little too kevin core for the cars for <laughs> audience to really resonate with she's kind of a niche i'm actress. about it <laughs> the topic for today is something equally silly. A, a man, a comedian, a singer, a songwriter named Mark Lowry, wow. yes, who, who is someone we've been circling on the podcast for quite a while. But oh, we've we, danced very close to the edge. We needed a panel that was worthy of the topic, and we finally yes. assembled the panel today, and we're going to introduce 
our guest right now. Friends and folks, you may know him from his itty-bitty little podcast like Sawbones, The Adventure Zone, Besties, or my brother, my brother, and me. Folks, give it the hell up for Justin We I've never been it. excited for my Just own arrival, it. but hey. I'm here. Here I'm he here. is. What a thrilling run-up. Hey, you sound like uh, Amy Adams, circa 2016, excited for her own arrival. <laughs> you know this song, Justin? But I know them all. <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh. This is my brother's first crush is Amy Grant. Okay. I mean, yes. True story. An evergreen crush to have. Honestly. I like to think Amy Grant's going to be my last crush that I ever have. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so if you ever find yourself, <laughs> you have that day where you're looking at a picture of Amy Grant, you're like, hello. Uh, bad news. Yeah. Time's running out. Yeah. And then my heart goes, it's like, I died doing what I love, pining after a woman I'm not good enough for. Uh, Justin, thank you for yeah. joining us on the show today, sir. Welcome. I'm thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to be here. It's been a long time coming, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. We've mm-hmm. been circling. We we had one of your brothers on the show before. Travis has done the show. What did he do? Two. What did he do? We talked about McGee and me a couple McGee. years ago. Oh, good, good, good stuff. Yeah, you remember little, that little skateboarding uh, oh tiny God. man? Demonoid <laughs> from a hell dimension. Evil. Uh, yeah, I love, I love McGee and me. It's a classic. <laughs> classic. All the focus on the family entertainment is... Holds up and it's still great. Wholesome. <laughs> still great. It's good. I think yeah. Adventures, that's my scorching hot take is Adventures in Aussie does kind of hold up. If you don't listen to the super right wing ones, I do think it's a good yeah. experience. It actually does. Yeah. And yeah. this is speaking from someone that didn't have like a ton of love for it, you know, initially as a child. Yeah. And you've been converted to the. I have Odyssey. been. Yeah. yeah. And now I'm like, I am Connie. Huh? <laughs> I'm a resident. <laughs> you are Connie, though. And I am Eugene. <laughs> and I'm a Samantha. Is, is and you're a bit of a Samantha who has died of COVID <laughs> in the revival. <laughs> I think. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right? Well, isn't yeah, that the take? New York City is the fourth character. Oh, gracious. Justin, what is your background in history with faith and religion? Oh you're Do raised you with it, right? All? So I was absolutely raised in the church, uh, my the Highland Baptist Church, which is no longer functioning. It's now a uh, extension of the hospital, one of the hospitals. Uh, oh. uh, it was a huge church, though, big, 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 big. Like mega church? Not mega church levels, like congregation. I think at its peak was like two thousand. I mean, it was a pretty, but it was a sizable like, congregation. Yeah. Um, my dad was a, a deacon and very involved with like the the. Easter pageant and Christmas shows and stuff. My mom was the secretary. Easter pageant. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. What oh. was the pageant? Is that strange? That's is that's that usually strange? what they're called. Yeah. A cantata. Is that was a different? Was it like it's, Miss Easter? No. It was like a, a bikini category. They call it a pageant. Some people call it a cantata. Yes. This is this is not a strange term, Caroline. It is called no. an Easter pageant, I believe. We all we had almost exclusively do- doughy Jesuses though, so I don't know if it would be any of them are winning any pageants. Were they doing like the cross at the front? Okay, so the pageant is this? I'm freaking out right <laughs> I'm now. Freaking they, out. See, people don't talk about this enough, so <laughs> you don't know what's weird. No, but it's like I, a I feel like a I musical see services that are just like you know, it's where you bring out the big choir and the whole band. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. At Highland Baptist Church, every uh, Easter, they'd start rehearsing usually around St. Patrick's Day, and it would be a <laughs> fully, I mean, it's like a musical, right, with a script yeah. wow. and uh, songs, you know, they, they'd work it, Mary, did you know, in, and 
oh, uh, all the okay, other classics, yeah. Gethsemane, and and it would hit all the touchstones. You'd watch a man be cruci- pretend to be crucified live <laughs> on stage, and then there would be a resurrection <laughs> with fog machine and oh, lasers yeah. and a, a foam rock rolling out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Gorgeous. This is ringing so, a bell because I've seen uh, a compilation video of when those have gone wrong. Yeah, <laughs> the, okay. And the rock um, like falls on Jesus. I have I have YouTube's of one of ours, so I'll, I'll spread them around. Um, so that was very much my. I mean, it was where I grew up. We went, you know, twice a week. Did church camp every mm-hmm. summer and super week they called it. Uh, and super you know week. some occasion, occasional weekend retreats. Oh. Uh, and it, honestly, like I was pretty involved with all of it until um my mom passed away and not to bring things down my mom passed away in uh, five uh and after that i really really lost touch with it uh um and it brought me it was very it was very hard it was a very hard thing to to lose you know it was a very big part of myself and i think what was challenging about it for me was um, I don't know what tone people normally strike in this segment. I, I assume it's a wide It's exactly no, this yes. one. Okay. Yes. No, Feel free are. to talk um, about what you want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was very painful you know, for me to let go of it because it, it was like a big part of my upbringing and a big part of me like culturally, you know, as a person. Mm-hmm. And losing – it wasn't like an acrimonious thing. I just stopped going, right? Mm-hmm. But like losing touch with all that part of me and then the more – I sort of like progressed in my career and became the person I am today. And the more sort of um, liberal and humanistic I became, the like more estranged I felt from that part of my, of my culture, of my upbringing. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like so much of it, it's not even something where I can like necessarily look back with nostalgia on a lot of it, because I feel like you don't even know what direction some of these people went it became so fractious and so radioactive that like i don't even feel like uh, it's hard for me to even like own it you know what i mean at this at this point in my life because it is so sort of toxic for a lot of people um and so damaging for a lot of people that it's hard to like um i've had to make a lot of distance from it and 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 that is like that's tough because it was a huge part of who i was growing up like you know I still have those songs in me. You know what I mean? Like I still have the words in there and it's like, I have no connection. I don't have much of a connection to them. Um, And that makes me sad because I do feel like in my life, I aspire to be in the pure Latin sense of the word a Christian in uh, a little Christ. You know what I mean? Like I I like uh, ethically what the cat stands for and am down with all that (laughs) loving your neighbors and stuff. It's all, I'm all wild about it. Um, so to not, so, but I, I have no sort of like religious connection to it at this point. Um, but that is, so like culturally still have a lot of fondness, um, and still drawn to things that involve ritual, I guess. You know what I mean? I still like that. That part of me is, is dormant, but like not extinguished. Um, and I still have a, like a weird fondness for a lot of this stuff, even though it's kind of been colored by, the the sort of unpleasantness of the past 20 years however long things have been they were probably bad before i realized it but i was in the church no things in the church really started to go bad in 2000 2001 post 9 11 (laughs) i got off i sold the right time i I should not have held (laughs) i sold i got out um 
but I, I do, I mean, I miss it. And it's weird. It's weird because, and the reason why, why like, I'm so excited to do this and, and I was excited to revisit this is because th- it is so strange to have a, such a big part of who you are as a person culturally. And like, we have mined every aspect. Of, I do a lot of podcasts. I feel like I've mined every aspect of like secular pop culture that I have been obsessed with. And there's this whole part of me that like, I can't geek out on and talk about because it would like not be relatable. It's basically a parallel dimension where like, <laughs> yeah. if I started making references to it, there'd be a few people who would like knowingly chuckle. And a lot of the other people would be like, McGee and who? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't recognize this. Cause we had a, um, well, that's why you have so, to shoot for a small podcast. Like, you got real, hone in. It's called niche well, did, right? You You've cold, got all the little cold. fragments of everybody else, gathered <laughs> them into one mass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you um, know that uh, the story of Jesus uh, talking to the woman, and then she says, e- even the dogs eat the scraps. <laughs> Am I getting this right at all? Does anyone know what I'm <laughs> no, talking about? No, you're on track. <laughs> that's, that's right. Um, even we're the, the scraps is what scraps. I'm saying. We are, we are the, the scraps. scraps. <laughs> we, we had a- uh, so eat up little doggies. <laughs> enjoy our scraps um the way it worked at Hylon was we had a so there's like a fellowship hall and there was like a stage at one end and uh it was the kind of place where you could like clear it out and play games or you could have everybody over to eat um pot roast that you bought for three dollars on wednesday nights awesome. uh and then at the very far end there was a library where you could go in and like check out Christian books, yes. Christian videos, Christian CDs. And yes. we would like, absolutely like, that was free Rated. and you were always there. So we would like just rent everything and watch watch everything. Mm-hmm. And it was like a big part of our growing up. And my brothers still enjoy references to it, but uh, it not a lot of other people do. Well, you should <laughs> give it a try. <laughs> it might surprise you. Okay, so I'll give it a whirl right will, now. We'll I'll love talk. Mickey. Yeah, well, this is a very safe space to do it. But yeah. <laughs> this is the last safe space left to do it. Yeah. This is it. Yeah, this is the only place you won't get canceled. I'm, I'm curious to just to go back to something you said earlier when you were talking about you needed to create distance from yourself as you went on and then post 2005 and as your career progressed. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering exactly how that worked itself out for you in terms of, because some of it you said was not acrimonious. It was just kind of a drift or a fade away, even though there was some like pain attached to that. But like, what was the, like, what was the sort of necessary distance that you felt to put between you and the church or, or that idea of religion? I think the, um, The way I was raised and and the church I grew up in, um, there was no room made for doubt. And because of that, doubt had not like entered into my mind until I was like in my early 20s or something. Mm -hmm. And then when it did, it came so fast. Like that loss of like that idea of faith, like it came so fast and hit me so hard that I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't want to risk going through it again. I mean, I really, that, that is what it was like thinking on it. And the pain of that loss of faith was, was so sort of sharp uh, and so connected to my mom passing away that mm. I just kind of closed it off. You know, I, I made uh, a separate place for it that I did not uh, frequently return to. It's, I, I don't know if this is like a crappy metaphor, but it, it's like it, 
I think there's a lot of parallels between that and like an old relationship, you know, or an ex that you know is like not healthy to go back to or not the person mm-hmm. for you or whatever. But you can't mm-hmm. help but like remember why you liked them in the first place or all these like cool touchstones you have in your life now that you can't go back or reminisce with a lot of people with or anybody there, you know, because like you said, it can it means you might dip your toe back into the pain of like reentering some of the toxic stuff that came with that relationship too. And that's Absolutely. really hard. It's super hard. Yeah. It's not fair. It's tough. I miss it. It's, yeah. it's cuz there was like very good stuff that had nothing to do with the 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 faith aspects and the and the right. religious aspects but like also so much ugliness that like I didn't realize until that's the other thing is like the ugliness that I didn't realize was there until I got some distance from it and we're like that well that is not how I feel as a person. Like that's not reflective of who I am or who I want to be or who I want my kids to be or any of that. Like um and the people that I've sort of kept in touch with, rather through like familial obligation or too lazy to mute on Facebook, uh, <laughs> who have stayed in the church, like most of them, I feel like I ain't missing a lot. You know what I mean? Like right, a lot right. of it's like, whoa, you are <laughs> going down some pathways. Not a lot in that well. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah. What, what, like, are you telling me that if I had kept with Jesus, that I would be against masks at this point? Like, this, <laughs> that's the conclusion of the journey. Like, I can't. I can't get there with you. Breath of life, you gotta have it. Your new place of worship, the Capitol building. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I think think the breakup metaphor is great because as Justin was talking about, there's things that are still inside me that I have no connection to. That's that's how you put it. Where it's like, you remember the songs or you remember like, you can remember these references to like McGee or Mark Lowry or whatever. I I do feel that way about... um, you know, not about a there's there's one person in particular, not a romantic breakup, but a friend of mine who was so influential on me in such a positive way, and we were such um not soulmates, but our just our souls were so compatible in this like really sort of instinctual way. And there's such a mark he left on me in a good way where where ways I'm literally talking right now on this podcast and things in my life and things I think are funny are because of him in some ways, like some, some of that is true. And we have no relationship because he was a person that I, I did unfortunately have to draw a boundary with in my life where we couldn't, we couldn't have a good relationship. Someone I still have affection for now and love and have no hate for, but just someone I could not be in a relationship with in a functional sure. way. But I still see all this evidence in my life of, of where, of how they shaped me in a way. And I think that's mm-hmm. what, so many of us go through with leaving the church where it's like there's the trauma stuff that we always talk about and the thing the purity culture messed me up and it made me hate my body and weird things about hell and obviously like anti uh queer rhetoric and and racist rhetoric but then there's also these things where it's like these neutral to positive things are also a part of me but i cannot have a connection to the source of where they came from right that's so weird yeah yeah it's weird to like walk around with a ghost, essentially. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, what, ghost. What, what's that? A holy yes, thank you. I'm sorry, <laughs> good punch up. Uh, where are you now in terms of like worldview? Do you do you err more on the side of agnostic? Um, I tend to focus very much on the family here and yeah. <laughs> me and Dobson. <laughs> he calls me a little a Dobby, as I call him, which also is doubly problematic at this point. Dobby, um, himself. <laughs> Dr. Dobby. <laughs> uh, 
No, I'm I I I am I am I I count myself as a as a humanist at this point. Which even that talk about how I've had my faith tested twice. It's just this time it's my faith in humanity, and since <laughs> you know the past, that one's not an, an Guys, easy path really to walk either. Left, right? So please. Yeah. What's yeah. A, what's a rebound faith from humanism? I understand right. humanist is a rebound exactly. from Christian, but uh, we're doggists um, now because dogs are bay. <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, so I don't. That, that's my. I mean, that's my. It that that's the best I got, and a lot of it is honestly. I got two kids, and honest to blog i don't know what i would tell them at this like those conversations have started to create there's six and uh two and those conversations they've started to edge into um Mm -hmm. especially since i accidentally sent our six-year-old to um catholic school for a year uh yeah you accidentally accidental catholic I went to you this. Said, ca- okay, oops for two semesters. <laughs> there was not. There were not a lot of options for her age, right? And there was Catholic school that we could send her to for a year. Yeah. And I, when we went in and met with the principal, they're like, the religious thing is like not a thing at her age. It's okay. basically just like good stuff from the Bible, right? Nice. I'm like, okay. The other place we went to was a Christian school, and I saw the kids doing an assignment that was like. Why does it rain? And the kids are like, "Cause God made it rain." And then oh. we teach them stuff like that. And I'm yeah. like, "Wait, that's not we. We all accept clouds. Like we don't have to. You know what I mean? Clouds We're are all, evolution. Not, I think we can agree. Anyway, at the Catholic school, they're like, uh, "It'll be completely like it's just like nice stuff, like the, the the nice teachings from the Bible that you are probably still on board with." Yes, great. I go in for our Christmas, their Christmas party on December twenty second. There's a birth. There's a cake that says "Happy Birthday Jesus." Oh boy! And it's like okay, so <laughs> maybe I would sold a false bill of goods here. Maybe She's I did not get pick the, some stuff up. <laughs> picked a few things about her good friend Jesus, as she referred to him. <laughs> she called him to. my good friend Jesus. My good friend Jesus. Oh. <laughs> so, She's in public. Oh my gosh. Now. Um. That I don't, I don't, I have not had those conversations with them. I don't necessarily, there's, I don't, cause I don't have a lot of good big answers. Um, and I may never. So, but like, I, so I try to stay focused on how we treat other people. And if I have a, a religion or a faith or whatever, that's, that's what it is at this point. It is how, how do you treat other humans, uh, uh, on, on the planet? And that's as oh, close yeah. as I have to it. Can't a, go a wrong with that one. Well, I mean, I don't know. All con- <laughs> yeah, I think we're finding out you can. Or <laughs> see it, yeah. Limits. <laughs> I might have that thing like, wait, all humans? I don't know. Hold on. Maybe I can. Hashtag no. yes, all humans. That's where I'm at. Caroline, I'm realizing this is our fourth dad in a row that we've had on oh, the we're podcast. Oh, real daddy streak right Yeah, now. We're, we're in dadding, Daddington in Island over zone. here. It's, yeah, because it was. <laughs> well, my kids are really well versed in the secret. So I tell them it's basically <laughs> like the secret. You know, honey, you, you know your, your vision board that you keep up. Yeah, it's law of attraction, sweetheart. It's law of attraction with a little bit more authorial content. Clickbait article. Justin McElroy says his kids pray to Oprah every night before they go to sleep. Which, you know, would be fine. options. <laughs> I'm sure you can get a Gail King, like Catholic style candle and put it up. You know, a little rosary with her face on it. That would rule. Yeah. 
one of your kids will know what that's all about. Yes, the dad <laughs> deadline, the daddy deadline in terms of figuring out how you articulate faith or not faith in your household is and real. Kevin, now that, now that you have several children in your household, how, how have you encountered okay. this as a father okay. to so, certain foam and plush sort of children that you have? I tell them I'm God and I stick my hand up their ass and that's the end of the conversation. <laughs> and they say, thank you. <laughs> I love you, daddy God. And okay, that's well, it. It all worked out. You know, there is hope for a secular education. For oh, children. absolutely. I think so. Well, Justin, thanks for sharing your, thank your you for story sharing your with story. us. That was very generous uh, yeah. and sweet. No and, problem. And it was the right tone. I, I, people always ask that. And it's like, this is it. This is the thing. You have to bounce this back and forth. This isn't a funny show. No, I didn't want to pivot all. you all into therapy because it's like pretty deep. I, I don't deal with it a lot. Like that's a, and it's weird. You know, you make, you get to a certain age or like make peace with the fact that like, I'm not going to fix that one. I'm probably just going <laughs> to leave that in the tank. Yeah. I don't want to, I'm not going to put the work in. We're I'll not going to worry it. about that one. Yeah. We're yeah. going to worry about the effects that, trauma. that might come out. <laughs> yeah. I know 2021, that's a big thing for Caroline too, is is her admitting defeat on certain issues, right? Because you said like, oh, I'm not oh. going to improve myself this year. This is not the year. Yeah, I was like, this is not the year for self-improvement. I'm not going to get any better. I'm just trying to totally make it through is sort of how I feel. Right. Before we take a break, I, d- I do just want to point out that it is, uh, it is in Matthew 15 uh, where Jesus withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Uh, send her away for she keeps us crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep in the house of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me. She said, Jesus replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, Lord. She says, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. The crumbs. We're the crumbs. <laughs> crumb cast. <laughs> We're the crumb cast. I'm crumby. <laughs> Okay, (laughs) let's take a break and we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. This HeadGum podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, From grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. 
That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time to dive into this rich topic. Okay. And that was Stephen... Curtis Chapman, our favorite little hobbit man in Christian. There's so many Stephen Curtis Chapman songs that are just that could be perfect there. Like you could literally have just played "Saddle Up Your Horses." Yeah, yeah maybe that's how we, we pin it. He's just all about getting people amped. He's all about transitioning spaces. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the greatest segue. <laughs> wow. I will be here when the intro turns to outro. Wow. Life is a foyer. <laughs> Do you have anything to plug? <laughs> now, we are we are familiar, speaking of SCC and Mark Lowry, we are familiar with Mark's parody song of the great adventure the, right the date adventure the date adventure no i haven't heard okay this one. and before oh, we get no. into anything else I, I i will need to play this which is of course yeah mark. i didn't know mark lowry was also weird alling the ccm community i oh, found the girl for you this time man you gotta trust this is stephen curse chapman on the right. phone with mark. Mark. he did Listen, not find the one she has got a great smile she's got beautiful eyes oh yeah well she got what an <laughs> arm a leg a head a neck the whole package are the eyes pointing in the same direction this time mark come on it won't be that bad it'll be an adventure Date adventure. Oh my god, she's doing the, the rodeo yeah. stuff and everything. <laughs> it's a parody. It's not an inaccurate parody of the SCC music Good. video. <laughs> He's gonna have sex with a cow? Like a pasture. It was just as I feared. my ideal girl. If I could overlook her beard. Another night out with a stranger. I just hope she's of the human. By the way, I, I would date Godzilla in a skirt. Okay, I think we get it Yeah, <laughs> at this point. Good Lord. Oh, my God. Yes, the premise is, uh, what if a woman was ugly? Uh, I guess is the premise of that music video. <laughs> There's no one cute enough for him. <laughs> Mark, we know. Steve Kurtz Chapman on the phone. Mark, everyone in the contemporary Christian music world knows what a utter poon hound you are. We've been trying yeah. to hook this up for you for years, given your insatiable taste for ass. <laughs> Lady ass. <laughs> now, here's the premise of this song. Oh, boy. So, oh, no. Mr. Mark Lowry. By the way, before we get super into Mark Lowry, Justin, you were uh, alluding to other connections to Christian pop culture you had. Like, what else were you listening to? What was, like, the most resonant, like, this is extremely 
Justin, little Justin's shit when he's growing up. Well, okay. There was a period, this was a period before, and part of like, I didn't realize I liked music until I was 16 years old. <laughs> what did and you I, think music was one, ages one through 15? I thought it was contemporary Christian music, right? And like, <laughs> and Billy Joel and whatever my parents listened to. I've, then I got into like, they might be giants and other stuff like that when I was like 16. And it really started me on it, on that journey in part of like, oh, there's all other, the way to Margaritaville. Other, yeah. Right. There's, <laughs> there's all this other culture out there that I'm like, not, but, but at that, like what was big around my house was like, I was very into, I mean, obviously I was very into Carmen. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. uh, I used to like do little performances for myself of, um, for yourself. Uh, for myself like in front of my imaginary audience for uh lazarus oh yeah you know what i mean yeah. like i was i was like fully like at the window like lazarus come <laughs> forth <laughs> i command you so a lot of carmen do you know the riot uh, dance a lot, no 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 it was much more vocal artists at that time oh, um I see, yeah. yeah i didn't get into so uh scc was big around my house uh my dad loved Take Six. That was very much his. Oh yeah, shit. I would. I. I still. What's Take Six? Caroline, we talked about did, Take Six. You last did an year. episode we did a about whole it. Episode about it. I L O V E Yes, I do. Yeah, I L O V E. It is the acapella singing group of the black gentlemen who do gorgeous harmonies with each that other. That is it's, it's right. good. Oh, I really enjoyed them. Yeah, they made a lasting Big, big influence on me. (laughs) Okay, take Um, six. The purity of Caroline's panic. (laughs) SCC was big. Uh, Carmen was big. What about W? W is like for the moms in my book. Like W was like, that was like a mom's set. My mom was into W. He was from Canova, West Virginia, which is just like 15 minutes away from us. So we would see him around. Really? Um, Never. No, but he was from West Virginia. He's a West Virginia artist. Uh, they were very big into, uh, as I got a little older, friends of mine started getting into like Christian, alternative Christian rock bands. And some of them like started to get pretty big, which was strange. <laughs> like uh, one was called Seven Day Jesus and they're not around anymore, but uh, Bleach was another one. Yes, And like a lot of the guys I grew up with like got very into that scene like christian alternative christian rock mm. um you know the same pool that birthed like your i don't know silver chairs and lifehouse and stuff like that yeah we really um, haven't done alt christian rock that much on this show we've really stayed in the mommy and daddy zone and as far as like the seven day days. jesus they got some hard stuff it's yeah. pretty Ooh, hard edged hard um and uh i guess five iron frenzy is like of, of yeah. that right they're like in that same uh sub sub genre um i believe um and then but those are the biggies those are the big ones um there weren't a lot of movies back then like that was a little bit before like the targeted i used to steal uh they had a wall of cassettes with inspirational talks on them that i used to steal to make mixtapes don't that doesn't count inspirational mixtapes so it would wipe the inspiration from them and put some real inspiration yeah Exactly. <laughs> my, uh, All right. I got the power. <laughs> now that gets me pumped to do my walking that. and jogging. Um, those are the big ones. And then this was weird. Like Mark Lowry was, was weird because so we did a lot of like my dad and I would do like a lot of comedy stuff at church, like a lot of skits. Okay. Oh, yes. Are these originals uh, or were you taking them from a book? 
Oh, no, there was a blend. I mean, some of them were originals. Some were like from a, like a book that he got, uh, uh, that he would have, you know, they would send these out like, you know, here's some skits that will appeal to the young people these <laughs> days. A lot of them we just wrote, like we did a lot of like top 10 list kind of things that we would perform yes. on Wednesday nights during the youth service. Wait, you would do a top 10, like a old David Letterman segment, but for the youth group. And it's like oh, top yeah. 10 reasons to love the Lord tonight. Like it would be. <laughs> Guys, I had a, I had a segment in our Wednesday night youth meetings, I had a segment, like a five minute long, a recurring like, set, a recurring segment where I would have five minutes to just do whatever. <laughs> and like, and it was whatever, like my dad and I had cooked up that week. That's right. Amazing. And it was a lot of top 10 lists. There was like, uh, I, I think we did a Mr. Rogers neighborhood parody. And it was like wow. all references to like the specific like youth group that I was in. So it was like a pretty easy audience to write for. Cause all you had to do was like reference Justin McDonnie and everybody would be like, Oh my God, he is just like that. That's exactly how Justin McDonnie is. So it'd be a fake um, evangelical version of Mr. Rogers who was a Christian yeah. man, but just absolutely yes, roasting right. not people a in the youth group. <laughs> That's why I, and I, now that I think about it, I've never thought about it until this exact moment, but it probably did really help me to shape who I am professionally now because like, you can't scare me. I bombed in front front of middle school Christians <laughs> every, every week. week. <laughs> I mean, none of it landed. I would go if out you and be on stuff. Oh, I mean, I could again easy laughs. Anybody oh, can just get out there and talk the about treasured laugh. Todd and Justin being like Beavis and Butthead because they're like the bad boys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, obviously, yeah. No, I've heard. Yeah, them. just reference Todd Gillette, and everybody's like, ah, oh, yeah, he is like that. But um, my higher, my high, high brain stuff you know mm. the the more thoughtful pieces didn't really connect <laughs> they didn't land uh, no but uh i thought you know mark lowry was when i started getting into weird al and my parents were a little bit like hold on <laughs> there's some <laughs> there's some stuff in weird al we gotta be careful about weird al's nasty. Uh, what they, you, they lovingly what, what's to be careful about with weird al <laughs> what, what's weird the... al has some nihilist nihilist streaks uh, uh it was weird al was actually nice. really it's it, weird al though was sort of a good bridge because there was a lot of music that I wasn't allowed to listen yeah. to the real version of that yes. I was allowed, allowed to listen to the Weird Al version of. <laughs> yeah. I, I do too. I remember. I didn't have Aerosmith CDs, but I had like living in the fridge. Eat it. You know what I mean? <laughs> eat it. Eat it. Yeah. A lot of, lot of songs about eating. The Phantom Manus parody to American Pie by Don McLean. Yeah. Also, because a, an easy comp would be Mark Lowry's kind of a Christian Weird Al. Weird Al is a Christian man. He is a professed Christian in his own life. This, really? Yes. Yes. Wow. He's quiet about it, but he is. And he is he is one of these guys. He's one of these I'm trying to think of who the other comparison would be, but just someone no one has a bad story. Everyone has overwhelmingly positive stories about Weird Al treating them well and being nice and respectful and, and abundantly kind in professional and personal context. He's one of those guys. So, he did uh, a little bit for our, our, our short-lived TV show. like where He was performing in Charleston, uh, West Virginia, which is about an hour from where we were filming. And he let us come up there and film a little bit with him for our TV show. Just like, and super nice, super professional, really kind kind of person by all accounts See? Uh, there you a, very, go. A, a real mitch now um, well, i don't know what the word on the street is about mark lowry in terms of personal professional no idea, context. No idea. <laughs> but you know what i w here's what i will say about mark lowry as, as a way of easing into remotely controlled yes, 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 yes. um i i'll i'll tell you i've been revisiting a lot of mark lowry stuff in the past week preparing for this the guy's talented. I mean, I don't know how to how to. There's no way to sugarcoat no, it. I know the man is talented. I know he was testing me. He was testing me. 
He's got a great he's got a he's got a great voice. He's written some real classics, most notably to most of the people on here, Mary Did You Know, which is massive and beautiful. If that if I could say that. No, it's beautiful. Uh, beautiful. He wrote that. He was I mean, he was called up by Bill Gaither to join the Bill Gaither vocal band. Join the Gaither vocal band. You can invite to Gaither vocal band. Are you Sandy Patty? Yeah. Like yeah. No, he discovered that all those people. You don't Talent. get a call up to the Gaither vocal band if you don't have the it. The Gaither no, vocal band is the Avengers of gospel music. They don't just <laughs> let anyone. It is, and and it is. it's also like the Avengers of of gospel music. And that I believe Mr. Gaither is about to Iron Man at the end of Endgame out. Uh, pretty. Soon. I mean, he is eighty. Oh no! He's. I yeah, I even I pull, snap, and snap. some of and some of the stand up which he did a lot of stand up. So a lot of it was funny. Okay, it yes, was, and, and just to give a little... It was hateful, and the parts that weren't... I don't find funny anymore, but the 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 not hateful stuff, he gets like kind of catty about the Christian music industry sometimes, yes. and it is like... it's Here, I actually pulled up a clip oh. I play on my phone. Oh, my God, oh my God. please. You, like, I've got my phone connected the to the Bluetooth. pulled a clip. Okay. Oh, my God. I love this. Right. Kevin's in, in, over the what moon. He's written all these great songs, and when I first joined the group, you know, I thought he must be perfect. Talking about Bill Gates. He touched me. The king is coming. Joy comes in the morning. He's got a bus, big old bus. He owns his bus because he wrote, He touched me. <laughs> I wrote Big Booger Blues. That won't get you a bus. <laughs> no, I didn't really write Big Booger Blues, but I would have if I'd have thought of it. <laughs> but he's got, he, he's got a great bus. In the back of his bus, he's got a bedroom where he and Gloria sleep. While the rest of us are in bunks piled on top of each other, they've got a bedroom because he wrote he touched me. <laughs> and, the, and they got two beds back there. Kind of a Ricky and Lucy thing going on, if you ask me. Couldn't believe but you didn't hear that. that from me. <laughs> so anyway, this uh, gospel legend that employs me, I don't think him and his wife smash anymore. <laughs> and I, I'd like to call that out on stage. On in his front of this tour church. bus. Like, I don't know if I blame her, honestly. That... That story, that that bit, in, concludes with him talking about how Bill Gaither sleeps under a big pile of pillows. Yeah, so he's not perfect. <laughs> like he's weird. He sleeps under a big pile of pillows. It's pretty funny. A, like a, a lot of it is like not great. There's a lot of stuff about like how cool it is to be your children and how you're like not really getting parented if you're not getting regularly. Uh, yes. Uh, that's you know a straight line from our favorite house elf of evangelical influence dobby that was a big dobby thing is that's dobby core right there that's that's pure (laughs) dobby core whoop them into joy (laughs) but uh just just to back it up and give a little background we're talking about the album slash video remotely controlled today which is a pastiche and of s- I had forgotten it was a video until <laughs> really? I was listening to it on Spotify. And I'm like, this is demented. There is no way this is right. Because there's just like long sections where they're not taught. Like, find it on Spotify. It's just a rip of a video. And there's like long segments where like, this is clearly a visual part. Then I was like, oh, there <laughs> must. That's it. right. There's a video component. Yes. I forgot. You can watch yes. it on YouTube now. Uh, Mark Lowry's background himself. He was born in Houston, Texas. Uh, and he grew up as like a little musical theater kid. He wanted to do Broadway stuff, and he sang, and he did singing competitions. Uh, he would have been great at Broadway. He, he got a little record, de- of course, because he's a whole ham sandwich, and he got a little record did deal. Broadway, a uh, did a Broadway album. Yes, he did. Yes, Mark Lowry on Broadway, but it wasn't actually on Broadway, and we did have that album in our household, and my, my connection to it is because my mom was super into Gaither vocal band stuff, so... 
and yes, he does sound good in Gaith- like Gaither vocal band for a, like a gospel quartet or quintet or whatever it is now is, uh, yeah, quality stuff as far as that sound goes. like him and Gaither band had like kind of a symbiotic relationship. Like he started with the band and then that's also how he started to get to do stand up. And now he does stand up to open for the band mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like they, and they, they're in the back of the bus together, et cetera. Like they're, they're tight. I did read the entirety oh, of his cover boy. story in CCM magazine <laughs> in which he is posed as a sort of bizarro Carmen from uh, riot. Yeah. And, and he talked about, he wanted to sing so much. He just wanted to do songs but then he felt he would he was really gifted at communication. People would LOL a lot when he would do his talks and his his evangelism stuff. He graduated from Liberty University, just like our, our three ooh, favorite ooh. boys. <laughs> DC talk and then Jerry Falwell and uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. Uh, but uh, but in 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 the in the interview in the magazine he's like, well, I guess you gotta dance with the one that brought you. And basically, I'd rather be singing constantly, but people laugh when I talk. Oh my god! So I guess I'm doing that instead. And so he does a reluctant clown, just a like reluctant, all of us. Yes, and if you notice on this album, there's how many songs total? Like. Three, so four? many goddamn songs. Yes, and there's a whole medley at the end. Well, there, <laughs> but it's mainly like these just comedy bits. I mean, I, there's a real, there's a real like back and forth. Especially like you can get this by scrolling through his Spotify history, mm-hmm. and like there's a real. Like it seems to be almost somebody at odds with themselves, like about like whether or not they're being funny at that moment. Like yeah. he's got an album called "Just Singing, No Kidding." Like <laughs> this one is just the. There's no comedy on this Stop one. It's laughing. just the singing parts. I'm singing um, now. <laughs> he has an album in a tribute to uh, Miss Jennifer Lopez called "Life Gets Loud." That is true. <laughs> He does have that, and so yes, he's a, he's a little bit all. So Justin, over. did you like listen to this album growing up at all, or did yeah, you watch a video for, sure. for it? Yeah, okay. absolutely. We watched the video. I'm, I'm sure we checked it out. Um, and would because like some of the stuff, like a lot of the Christian stuff, is like so. We talk about the fun stuff. A lot of it's so mindless that like the idea that it would appeal to children is like honestly kind of bad. Or the comedy and, is so bland or like so safe that yeah. it's like for a baby. Mm-hmm. And I think at my at this point in my life, the song um Hyperactivity, which was the video I, I sent to you, Kevin, <laughs> oh, yes. um, was like it resonated just because obviously at this point where I'm at in my life, it's kinda it's not like the most incredible concept but to me as a young person this idea of like somebody who was involved with the church but also wasn't like well behaved if that makes sense Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like and it it reads extremely lame now but the idea that you could be like kind of annoying and kind of like like a creative (laughs) person and kind of somebody who's he feels like there's something to mark lowry where he feels like he is pushing at the boundaries of what he is allowed to do and still be the person that he is, right? And, yes. and you see that with some, there's people like, um, you know, I, I used to get this from Tony Campolo, if you guys are, are uh, in, like he's a preacher. Yes, who and he, used to, he hosts a show with Mark Lowry sometimes, actually. Oh, that makes, that actually tracks. Yeah. Um, where it's like this, you could tell there's like some things that they, as human beings, they would like to say that they mm-hmm. don't, mm. but like it would, it would not be good for them like professionally. And I, th- I feel like you feel that conflict with, with Mark Lowry sometimes, yes. and it feels a little like the slightest bit dangerous. Like in the bit we just played, right? 
kind of dunking on Bill Gaither a little bit. Like you're yes. allowed to do that a little bit. Like I don't know. There was something very appealing about like that to me. Yeah, I saw. I feel like I'm talking too much. No, I please. saw Mark Lowry perform in concert. Please, and I have say two. I have more. two two anecdotes about that. I saw him at the Charleston. Uh, yes, saw him at the Charleston. Uh, Civic Arena. It's right next to the Charleston Town Center. Saw Mark Lowry. Two things to note. One, he comes on to hyperactivity. Uh, he opens it, with that. Opens with it, baby. Got it. Yeah, absolutely. Got to open strong. He opens with hyperactivity. I'm leaning out. I'd never been to a concert before. No, except for Sharon Lois and Bram. Second concert. I'm leaning out, cheering. People, t I'm sitting down cheering. when it starts. People tell me I need to stand up because it's a concert. Imagine. <laughs> Wait, Justin, how old are you? Uh, probably eleven. I mean, 12, hell yeah. When did this album come out? This came out uh, in nineteen ninety six, I believe. Okay, I so I was. Well, then I was like sixteen. God, I was lame. But I was sitting down, and then <laughs> you I have said eleven. I have this exact <laughs> clear memory of my the 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 chaperone who brought my youth group. Look at me while I was sitting, and she told me to stand up. It's a rock show. So I did. <laughs> I stand up. Show. I'm cheering for Mark Lowry. It's Mark Lowry, a guy I've seen a video of before. He comes out. He's probably the first famous person I have ever saw in my life. Comes out, and I'm wearing an Atlanta Falcons cap because at the time – I like their I like their logo. I had to cross. I this is how I picked my favorite football team. You're uh, a design to, lover. The you boys like in home ec had to had to cross stitch uh, an emblem from their favorite NFL team, and I didn't have one, so I picked the Falcons because I <laughs> I like that 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 logo. It's cool. It's Aww. cool. It's cool bird. Yes. Uh, but I was wearing a Atlanta Falcons hat. He stole my Atlanta Falcons hat off me. Had prime seats. Yeah, he stole my land files out off me. He's was like running out through ballin'. the crowd, right? Reaches out, grabs my hat. He's like, give me that. Puts it on his head. And then like he sings for a while and he's running away. And in my head, I'm like, I'm not swept up in the moment. He's not Dave Grohl. I'm thinking like, <laughs> where's my hat? <laughs> hey, Mark, can you bring my hat back, please? That would be so cool. So for primo. you, it wasn't like, you know, oh, I'm going to throw my bra on stage. No, it was like, he, that like, man, that, that adult man stole my hat. <laughs> <laughs> I made <laughs> that like, hat. And he goes and he runs. He's like singing. And then like in another bout of hyperactivity, he takes off my hat and chucks it into the crowd. Like so far away. Like, I'll never get that hat back. And I'm sitting there thinking like, my hair looks terrible. I have terrible hat oh, hair. Man. This grown man no. has been on stage for 30 seconds already. <laughs> made the interview me and stole my hat and he does like a drive-by bullying stunt as his it opener was. it was like i got oh 30 God. seconds i'm gonna bully mcelroy real quick I'll, bu I'll, bully the, I'll bully the chubby kid he doesn't look like he's getting enough of it at he school was, he was so excited to support his rock music yeah <laughs> you were up you were dancing i was up i was dancing i was in the moment um <laughs> so that was demented and then after Twisted. the he takes a break in the middle and he uh comes out and has like this big box and he goes through, I kid you not, y'all, every piece of merchandise that is available outside no. at the table. No. Item by no. item. He goes like, through, spends 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Going item by item. The different things he's got available. Uh -huh. The Mark Lowry hat, the Mark Lowry t-shirt, the Mark Lowry CD. Was it, it, was it funny? 
he was trying to make it a joke, but like also they were for sale. <laughs> like this is, <laughs> you know, if you think it's funny that I'm doing this, he's making a joke out of it. Like, can you believe I am? Yeah. And then by minute fifteen, we're all like, definitely, we can like, believe oh, it. It's we're been going on. We're in it <laughs> a very long time. Oh Pelpin, uh, yeah. Uh, that's a, yeah. <laughs> he does like five minutes on each item. I don't know how much you're milking yeah. from an 18 by 20. For person. someone who also is self-aware yeah. and makes fun of infomercials to do a full one in the middle of his concert is I'm real I'm saying bold. it's brave. I well, respect it. That's what's brave. so interesting about uh, what stuck out to me on this album, which like we said before, is like a couple of songs, maybe a handful of songs, and then mostly just sketches and skits. Uh, in the setup is he's like flipping through the channels, watching his own set from the night before in which he's Mm -hmm. crushing and uh, then like flipping through the channels and watching infomercials of Carmen selling his own face on plates and Bill Gaither. Which is funny. Which is funny. funny. (laughs) The idea of like you get Carmen for an afternoon, you're like, so the bit is you're here selling Carmen commemorative plates. Plates of your face. It's not uh, not funny. That's what it's, it's not not funny. It's good. If I had Carmen, I'd do the same thing. But the infomercial, the televangelist, the uh, the annoying stand-up guy, which was my favorite part. In the, I liked it too. I thought I, like, I thought oh the no, annoying stand-up. I wait, love this. I do want to. I want to play uh, just a little bit of it. Please, yes. Uh, quite quite <laughs> frankly, when uh, when I take the bus into town, and uh, there's no when I have to stand up. Uh, has anyone had that experience standing up on the bus? Okay. Um, more peanuts down here? Could we get some more refreshments? I think that's funny. It's funny. It is oh, funny. So but this is so good. In all these instances, it is like the infomercial, the televangelist character, the 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 stand-up guy. It's self-effacing in a way that's almost preemptive to these are things that could be thrown and labeled onto Mr. Lowry himself. Yeah. And it's yeah. almost like he's answering the question before you can even ask it of like, yeah, I know. It's, yeah. It's, it's an and interesting... And he does like a corny singer too, mm-hmm. doesn't yes, he? Yes, yes, exactly. Um, and then, like, a really disgusting man that no one wants to be with, I guess, is another bit that, like, Apparently he, like, is a classic feeling his, he's related an old to. Yeah, yeah there's, some, there's, there's, like, bad. It, it, some of the stand up is basically if Jim Gaffigan was a little bit meaner, because uh, it's like, <laughs> I love food. Also, yeah. people are overweight and disgusting, and but, but they're like, I love it. Ask them where I the Mexican one. food at, like, very yeah, yeah, strange stuff that obviously doesn't age, age that well. But but the, the, but was very. I mean, like, before we hit too hard on Mark was like very much of a time, like mid nineties. Uh, this was, I think, we have moved quite a bit. I don't know if he would be pulling the same gags now um mm-hmm. yeah i, I say that say as someone who in 96 probably had his own movement <laughs> not great material um <laughs> yeah it's it, you know it's interesting is that i think something else that was that is appealing to me about that is that one of the things i like about mark lowry and appreciate as i go back is like there is a real self-deprecation that seems like that that is it can almost border on self-loathing sometimes like it, it feels that way a little bit to me but mm-hmm. There is something about that that I very much associate with a kind of like Christianity that I did not see growing up, right? Almost everybody that we had um, in in speaking to us and preaching to us and teaching to us were very much held up as like examples 
to yeah. us, right? Yeah. Like this is a person who's like got his whole life together and he's figuring it out and and he uh, is he's, consistent in his values exactly. all the time. Yeah. And there's something that's very appealing about the idea of this person who's just like, no, I'm kind of a dirtbag a little bit. I mean, it's funny, <laughs> but like, I, I'm, but like that idea of like, no, I'm an absolute mess and God still loves me was like very, like very affecting to me at that time. Like yeah. th that idea was like very, was very profound. Um, yeah. And I'm currently a mess. Not like I was a mess. And now that God is with mm -hmm. me, I'm perfect now. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Like I'm still a mess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. It's really annoying. <laughs> and emphasizing yeah. the God likes you stuff, I did think was an interesting point in I one of his little stand-up uh, evangelical bits where he's talking about, yes, not the idea of like God loves you. Of course, God loves you. God loves everybody. But like God likes you. God likes the person that you are, which I yeah. think in those sorts of contexts isn't quite as emphasized or underlined. No. As and a, he was talking about like, you know, also like a mental health issue that he has, you know, I don't know if you count that as it, I don't know if they call it hyperactivity anymore, but like he was going through something that he couldn't help. And he says in his show, like I couldn't help that, you know? And like, mm -hmm, but people were really hard on me for it or like hurt, like physically hurt him because of it. And he, he could, I don't know. He could have fallen into a trap. A lot of Christians did of like, I prayed and God gave me peace and I calmed down or whatever. Mm -hmm. And instead he was like, no, the world needed to adjust to me, you know, mm -hmm. and like my, I'm good and I'm normal. And or as I he also, says in the song, hyperactivity, it's not my fault. The world's not keeping up with me. Yeah. Which yeah. Really which I thought was like rules. weirdly, I don't know, like kind of cool for him to do. And because he can be pretty hateful a lot of the time. And I was surprised. Sure. Like, <laughs> Oh, also, so like open. The word hyper is such a mid nineties to like yeah. in uh, like early aughts. Oh, this kid is hyper. Like, <laughs> although Justin, yeah. I would love if you went to the stage show of in and of itself and you took one of the cards and it says, "I am hyper," <laughs> and then he calls you that thing. And be, yeah, just crying. And just I that. have long. I have long. I have long thought, and it seems attainable now. I've long thought about trying to launch a like episodic serial style podcast just about me trying to get my hat back from Mark Lowry. <laughs> like, with, like I feel like I could get it done at this point. Like, brother, this is a the pilot equal, episode. We're recording a equal yeah. value. Yeah. Oh equal yeah. Value. And then oh, yeah. the final episode is you. I know he doesn't him. have it. Yeah, I know he doesn't have it. Yeah, it's like Dead Eyes, except a very attainable target that I could probably get on the yeah. phone with not too much work. Yeah. You can find out pretty quickly. The Tom Hanks of CCM is Mark Lowry, of course. Yeah. Yes, that's the that's the comp. <laughs> Gracious, I know. I've I've watched some like later video chats and interviews he's done. He's very active on social media. He'll do little sing-alongs on Sunday where it's him in a Zoom background in a church just singing gospel songs a cappella on wow. his Facebook. And he has to sing. He insists. You know, and this ties back to another <laughs> another figure subject that we've covered on this show, which I, I think it would be okay and appropriate to talk about Mr. Lowry's dating life for a second because he's a single man currently mm -hmm. at age, how old is he now? 60-something. Yeah. Yeah, 69, 60, I think. Yeah. Oh, by the way, this is episode 169 of GCF. How about that? Nice. Aww, nice. Hey, nice. Hey, uh, very us. nice to everybody. It's been a really listeners. nice time nice. with you. What a nice, nice time. <laughs> um, but he hasn't been uh, linked publicly with that many people in terms of uh, romantically. But there's one woman he has been linked to, and that's Miss Shonda Pierce, <laughs> uh, who is another Christian stand-up 
uh, whose uh, husband, of course, tragically passed away a few years ago. Oh, my gosh. And her and Lowry have toured together and seem to be friends. And they did briefly date, at least a little bit, in 2015. And yeah. you can see the proof of this because there's pictures there's photos. Of she them. tweeted about it like a couple times. She's like, my friend set me up. I'm going to see the very handsome Mark Lowry. I mean, and this cute. it also kind of trips me out because she looks a lot like my mom. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't like seeing her smooch this man. This oh, says boy. okay. This says that they went on a date in 2015. It also says here that he was 56 at the time. So no, Mark Lowry is not 69. He must be what 60. Wait, no, because he's like he, two, something like that. He was born like a couple years before my parents. So he's like, 62. Yeah, he is 1958. Yeah. So he's 62. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There you oh. go. Um, it's also funny that they got together because I feel like Shonda and Mark also now are in the same like category in my mind, which is like I went in with a lot of prejudice about them because they have a lot of bad beliefs, but also like I could not help but be charmed and endeared to them because they're just like pretty funny and like good at what they do. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna posit that there's something a little more interesting about Mark in this sense though, because Shonda I don't know if you've heard Shonda's work before, Justin. You uh, know what? That's one that I completely, completely missed. Yeah, I, I feel under- like she was after. She was like a little later in life, maybe. I don't know if like fifteen-year-old boys in Virginia would have loved Shonda Pierce. <laughs> We're on the, the Shonda train. Yeah, yeah. choo-choo, all aboard, y'all. But uh, <laughs> but she like Mark is playing a different game than she is on social media. Mark's is pretty. At least from everything I've seen, because all I've done is just check the last couple months. Pretty apolitical, and I'm sure there's like dog whistles and stuff, where Shonda's like, Sarah Huckabee Sanders is running. I love this woman. She is a God-fearing <laughs> oh woman. God. Let's vote her in, baby. Ugh, and take Shonda. the election steal back. Like, she's she is uh, there, loudly and incredibly conservative. I went back, because I had to know. I went back and looked through his Twitter history. Mm-hmm. At like November third, basically oh, yeah. around November third, my man did not tweet at all. He stayed out of the game. And I, like, I feel like that is the in this day and age that is actually like the most the loudest possible thing you could do. It's just like nope, yeah. <laughs> absolutely not weighing in one way or the other. Yeah. You know exactly because like I feel like for a Christian for a Christian artist like. That's pretty. I mean, that's as close maybe as we're gonna get. To you I don't know. Really yeah, or we gotta stand. go back to 2016 November and see if he posted anything. Enhance. Hold on. <laughs> Siri. Quick, quick, quick. Zoom in. <laughs> Stefan, pull that up. Thank you. <laughs> that is interesting. Well, you know what? I, I will say, is he the Christian Dak Shepard who was also silent on November? <laughs> 2020 famously he was not silent he just posted about going on motorcycles with his daughters which is different okay i will say but, um, but silent about the election at least not his oh, yeah. t-shirt that he is wearing in his um most recent streaming things it says hashtag no room for hate mm-hmm. which makes me fit and there's a lot of no room for hate merchandise no on now that his, is um, very intriguing it's very intriguing right but what does that, that is, mean i don't know well, and tony campolo here's the other thing we're getting so red yarn in homeland right now i love it tony campolo is someone who had anti-lgbtq beliefs and has now recanted them and is affirming of queer people in the church and does not believe Wait, and what does that have to do with mark so tony campolo hosts a show with mark lowry oh. like or they did host a radio show together I don't know if they still do. But You're saying as, by association. 
I'm saying about, yes, Red Letter Christians TV show with Kim Polo in 20, uh, well, this Mark was 10 years ago. I, I'm not sure what the, <laughs> but, but at least there's people in the orbit, in the circle, at least. Yeah. That maybe I do think it, it is significant that he has something that's said no room for hate, because I feel like there's just not really a, an evangelical Christian campaign that is talking about hate in that way, you know? Mm-hmm. So, hmm. Well, they were doing, okay, so, Mar- yeah. Tony Campolo did have a stroke recently. That's very sad. He had a stroke and he's in rehab, physical rehab. But but they they seem to have a friendship still. I know. It's just it's it's we're looking for all the clues. We're really stretching. Yeah, we're looking. You know, uh it's like the Kevin, snowman. when I was watching this too, I had a thought that I, I thought you would enjoy. It was like, I feel like Mark Lowry could have been his generation's Paul Lind. You know, like he could have been that guy. Oh, oh, Paul Lynn. Yeah, yes, like he's a singer. Yes. He He's so corny. Seriously. He loves TV. He's kind of like, you know, he's witty. He's a little sharp. He's a little dangerous, but, you know, he's fun. And he's a ham and sandwich. He could have been. He's a ham and a half. Okay. And you're saying he could have been his generation's Paul Lind. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Kevin just winked. It doesn't play great on a podcast. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Michael Tate also graduated from Liberty University. Anyway, uh <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just want to release him. Yes, I I know what you're saying. And it is so you know gosh, these music videos are so I mean, it it feels reductive you have to, say. to you have to go track down. It's it's hard to, to figure out what is like of a time and what is just like bad, <laughs> just like bad in cuz of in in the hyperactivity video, the first thing that happens the first thing is you see a uh, a white guy in a huge sombrero mm-hmm. that says uno, dos, tres, cuatro. And it's like, you have done this true. from the little opening frames of your video. You have like already messed up pretty bad. It <laughs> <laughs> does not get better. Wasn't necessary either. Necessary. No, didn't, didn't need, need to. It. Not related. Didn't need to. Nobody was demanding it. <laughs> Why? I totally forgot about this. Who is this even? <laughs> There's also some other questionable racial choices oh, yeah. in the video, obviously. Hold it. Hold it. Okay, oh, then he's in a straight jacket. That's not straight jacket. So yeah, a lot of straight jacket stuff lately. And then he trans they have a, a a pan and he transforms into a zoot suit, which I would argue is problematic just on its just in and of itself. I feel like a zoot suit is probably like you shouldn't be allowed to wear a zoot suit. I feel like I that's don't like no. Yeah. There's a man in a fence. Not great. Mark Lowry's name great. is Dolomite. Uh well, you, you know what? The mask had just come out. It had I feel just like, come yeah, out. this is like a Jim Carrey sort of vibe yeah. is what he's going for. It's like this guy is larger than life. He is zany. He is too much, you know? <laughs> you want these gentlemen to thrive in whatever their vocation is, oh I suppose. Also, I, really, yeah. I think that was my favorite music video. He I did. found another clue. March oh. 3rd, 2020. Mark Lowry wears an I voted sticker on his Instagram. He just says, so I, he voted. did you vote? Did you vote? I did. Wait, oh, what it, <laughs> did he respond to any comments? Ooh, that'd be interesting. I bet not. Mm. I... Kathy Mia Combs says, you're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy shooting her shot. <laughs> I love you, Mark. Go for it. <laughs> Hashtag melty buttered toast. Oh, my God. Oh, this is, is happening. The, I love that. I love. I'm sure this is a, a strong contingent of his audience is people who want to date him. 
100%. as is a strong contingent of our audience. Karen. They want to get back that Gaither bus. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They want to blame them. Tear down that Lucy Ricky wall, uh, if you will. Oh boy. Um, guys, every image of him. Every image on here is a journey. Yep. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Every image yeah. of Mark Lowry is like on the Instagram. <laughs> it's yeah, something. the gram for Kevin is like there's a lot. Yeah. There's Remember a, when a he lot sang of narratives. Uh, the entire Flintstones theme song, even though everybody else just got a snippet. He he went for the whole the whole song. That ruled. With I thought that was machine. cool. Yeah, and now we're going to debut a segment on GCF where we sing every TV theme song we can think of until we run out. <laughs> Starting with Long me. One. Show me that smile again. Show me that smile. Okay, Caroline has chosen to sing a theme song without words, the Succession song, uh, theme song by Nicholas Patel. <laughs> I got a few more minutes to go. Oh, boy. Yes, yeah. uh, I know. It's interesting. Yes, okay, here's him posting pictures about corona on his instagram okay we could do this all day he's wearing a mask in a lot of these pictures which is a good okay that we're also piecing says together the pieces <laughs> something it's crazy how much that says hmm. we're just math lading it up oh you know what you know speaking of more sitcom uh, uh connections here's him it's a picture of him and some friends with a picture of lisa welchell aka blair warner from the facts of life Okay. Oh, Show right. We all remember and we love and truly Blair yeah. Warner and Tootie and Joe and Natalie were on the cover of my binder when I was uh, 10 years Aww. old going to Christian school. Facts of Life was my favorite TV show of all time. <laughs> when you were time. 10? Yes. Uh, Kevin. And uh, just, there he is with consistent. them. But yes, That's we great. could. Yes. I, 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 I do want to spotlight the. Uh, you were four men living all together. Yet they were bored to the bone. Why did he change the lyrics the to that? Met this fellow, oh, because the oh, lyric is, but, oh, <laughs> oh, oh. There's four men living all together. And I think it's, but they were all alone, right? Yeah. And then yeah. he said, but they were bored to the bone. So I'm trying to figure out what the. I don't know. Maybe his, his whole thing any? is about boredom, you know? Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. What's the implication that would be negative of them being all alone as four men? I, I just, I don't understand. I don't know. Mm. And so, yes, mm. there is a um, five-minute uh, medley. This is a museum when people come to see them. They really are a scream. And the thing is, there's no, I guess there's like a thematic of yeah. this is remotely controlled. We're flipping through TV. But it is just. And hey, she, here's he some gets, songs. He gets to flex. Uh, okay, this is the other thing that I thought was kind of like uh, interesting too and boundary pushing is I feel like most <laughs> Christian <laughs> comedy or like figures couldn't acknowledge that they were consuming secular popular culture. And he is like, I'm going to make a whole p big part of my show about all the TV that all of us watch yes. that is not Christian. And the, whole, and the audience was singing along. That seemed like a nice release for all those white people in the audience. Oh, yeah. It does feel along. like that, that a callback, though. Like, that's a very common trope you see is like, TV isn't like TV was when we were all, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Right, you it know, is. It was, none of it was current TV. Yeah. yeah it, it wasn't like point. he was singing the theme song to Melrose Place. Something. Yeah, no, yeah. MTV. Yeah. That's um, true. It, uh, it's it. it I thought maybe he was going for the. Uh, I saw a couple of different uh, dudes with guitars, which was a staple of any Christian youth camp. 
Uh, there was yes. had to be a dude with a guitar who was like leading the the music. Um, Can't work without him. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're yeah. They used to do a lot of uh, Amazing Grace to the tune of Gilligan's Island. That was a very big. Uh, <laughs> very were, cool. have you, ever, you guys ever heard that one? No. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that they saved a wretch, wretch like me. Like me. Oh. I, I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Don't know why it works. <laughs> just works. The whole That's song great. works like that. We had one of those. You want to hear a weird memory? Just popped up. Please. Yeah. I might. I feel like I've un unlocked this like weird. Let it gush out. Let it gush. Uh, Carl Carty was the name of one of those dudes with a guitar. Don't know if Carl's still in the game. He was a young man. Um, and Carl, in much the same way that a lot of people did, like Carl uh, stayed at our house after, like overnight before he got his flight back to his house, his home, wherever it was. And after he performed it super weak, he like stayed at our house, which made me feel like, man, coolest guy Very cool. in the world. Like, Carl Carty is staying at our house Close after he performed quarters. at live hot from his <laughs> fresh off his uh, performance at Super Week. Carl <laughs> Carty is staying at my house. I woke up and it would have been summer of 96. Uh, so right around the time that I probably saw Mark Lowry perform. Carl Carty, uh, I came downstairs and Carl Carty was watching television, drinking a huge glass of orange juice and the bombings at the uh, summer games had just happened. Oh my god! And it, and it was like Carl Carty come downstairs. Carl Carty, huge glass of orange juice, glued to the news. And it's like, did you hear what happened? I'm like, are you Carl Carty? What are you doing <laughs> in my house? And like, I just sat there with this dude trying to make sense of the world. And I have a very clear memory of him looking very lost. He was from that area, and I have a very clear memory of him looking. Um, really like what is happening and how like could this literally happen? lost or like not like no lost. but just sort of like how do I react to this like what is happening how do I react to this and I and I can remember as a teenager like it was very it was a very big deal to me because it's like you don't have it figured yeah I thought you would have this figured out it's that idea of like seeing an adult who doesn't know mm -hmm. like can't it's like when you something. realize that adults don't have all the answers right and yeah. and he didn't have an answer to this and I, I can remember seeing it in his eyes like I could tell like you don't know what's happening you don't know how to react to it like <laughs> and you're the youth you're like a youth pastor you know what I mean yeah. like it was very yeah uh I don't know it's formative. formative well and that's yeah. why I think it's really important especially in 2021 that we now have a president who looks lost constantly <laughs> <laughs> It's relatable. We can finally understand each other. Yes. He looks a little adrift every time. I also, I would like the idea just so that you're like, hey, Carl, can I show you some of my five from this week? I got a tight five. I got a five like, that I'm working You're going to hear some week. stuff about Justin McDonnie and Todd Gillette that you're not going <laughs> to get. It's not going to resonate with you. Just ignore that. bad boys, and that's all you need to know. <laughs> they're bad boys. They're To start off, they're bad boys. They're bad boys. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, we know the type. Okay. I, and then finally, I, maybe just to wrap up the conversation on this album, there uh, at the end, and Justin, I guess you re-listened to it, but in the video, it's the video outtakes. At the end of the album, there are outtakes from them filming the uh, from filming the whole thing. Completely normal thing to put on an album. Yeah, I guess sure, outtakes from a video. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and there's one outtake that kind of blew my mind. I don't know. I just, it was very, this is 1996. Uh, here's Mark Lowry and Carmen cracking it up. Carmen but, looks so good 
at this time. They look freaking so handsome. She so hot. Oh my god. Good. Yeah. Slipping on he my wants a riot. I want a riot. I'll take a riot over here, please. I'll have a righteous invasion of truth. <laughs> yes, please. Righteous invasion of Tang. Okay. These shorts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so, and then there's um. There's like a, a montage in this video slash album of news reports and there's aliens coming and then there's breaking oh, yeah, news yeah. and it's more bad news. So anyway, what we're about to listen to is one of the uh, news commentators who is who is black and that is important for the context of the next uh, outtake. And here's uh, here's what he says in his outtake. Now, back to you, Mark Furman. <laughs> Back to you, Mark Furman. Mark. Now, kids, mean? you're going to need a little bit of... Hold on. Justin, Wait, do you want to break this don't down hang for up us millennials? Yet. So, <laughs> Mark Furman was the racist cop in... He was the O.J. Simpson guy? Yes. Or he was the Ronnie King guy? He was O.J. Simpson guy. O.J. Simpson guy. Oh, my God. Yeah. He was not great. He was with Mark the one Furman. That, like, he was a bad dude. Stuff, or yeah. no, or who would like say the N word and stuff. He, he was both guys. Yeah. Th- those were both. Both okay. of those guys okay, were well. Mark Furman. He was a bad dude. Whoa! The best Wait, why would he say that? Why would Why would the commentator say that? Yeah, I because his name's Mark Lowry. OJ's all over the news in 1996, and probably just popped in his head. Back to you, Mark Furman. Damn. It would be like, uh, I don't know, what would be the equivalent today? Back to you, Adnan Saeed. I mean, not the same thing at all. I'm just thinking of a true crime. Thing. Adnan Saeed. <laughs> he, he, um, yeah. Mark Furman, because he was a racist, if I remember this correctly, yes. there was a theory that he planted evidence and because he wanted to pin it on OJ. That's right. Because he was a huge racist. And that doubt that he introduced helped to get O.J. Simpson off. Right, yes. If, if I'm remembering this extremely old event correctly. Yeah. <laughs> and I only remember this because wow. of that FX uh, Ryan Murphy series, The People versus Blow J. Simpson, is because he was a character <laughs> in it. And yes, he was very mm-hmm. racist. And there's yeah. there's tape, there's audio tape of him using that racial slur, uh, yeah. which like totally effed up the case in a lot of ways. And yes, it, he most likely did plant at least some evidence. Mark so, Lowry was part of the moment. So Mark Swept Lowry's up. like, gotta Swept put up. this in the outtakes of my two. <laughs> Too relevant. It goes yeah, to the outtakes. <laughs> Terrific. I, Lord. Yes. And uh, puts it in <laughs> the another The same time. one where I sang Mary Did You Know for a full five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Did You Know that OJ. I truly didn't put it together that he that he was the guy that wrote that song until I was watching this. Cause I'm sure you've said that to me. Mm-hmm. And then I'd like forget who Mark Lowry is. Cause that's just, you know how I do this whole thing. Um, <laughs> that's kind of your style. Sort of my, my special spin on um, being a host of the show. But anyway, so I when bet, he did sing it, I was just like, Oh yeah, he wrote this. That's so insane. I bet Mark Lowry, all other work that Mark Lowry has ever done. Like I bet he does not need, I bet Mary, did you know, makes it so that he does not need to work. Right. Like, there's no right. way that dude is. Uh, you write a big Christmas song, everybody has to include it in everything. Isn't that, you know, yeah, about it's been a boy? Covered by like big artists. Everybody, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. About a boy, the, that main character's dad wrote a big Christmas hit and he doesn't have to work. So I assume mm. that's basically a document. That's kind document- of the cash flow yeah. that Mark has. Been covered by Clay Aiken, CeeLo Green, Kenny Rogers, Reba McIntyre, Winona I'm Judd, <laughs> Natalie Cole. Dolly did it, I know. Wait, did Dolly? Wow. It was on his Insta. So Mark, 
Mark Lowry's Instagram that I look at sometimes. Now, friends, listeners, if you can find the Mark Lowry Finsta, that's going to be a boon. That's going to help Who us out. Who knows what's on there. Mark Lowry fenced to Green Circle. What is popping on that? I would love <laughs> to know. Be his close friend. <laughs> okay. Well, I think it's time to rate this album. The way this works, Justin, is we're going to give this a holy roast or a holy toast or a space between. Holy toast is us giving it a thumbs up. That's when we send Mark and all these songs all the way to heaven. Oh, there's his Liberty University alumni. Uh, or a holy roast, thumbs down. That's when we send it. Or if we're not, we don't want to do one or the other, we can always send it to Purgatory, which is... The space between. I <laughs> <laughs> got me. And we'll start with Caroline. I don't know who I am or who I've become because I'm giving this a toast. Whoa! I <laughs> was like... Really shocked at how much I enjoyed this. It had some actual LOLs for this man <laughs> who I disagree with on like a lot of things. Um, but I think I like really relate to him and like the deep rage he clearly feels all the time, <laughs> like his society. And um, Mark Lowry wakes to... up and chooses violence every day. <laughs> he does actually. He does. It. He chooses comedy uh, to handle it. And I was like, yes, I agree. Um, I also like to eat. Uh, I also like TV. You know, we're we're more alike than we are different, and for that reason, I have to. If I'm gonna toast myself, I gotta toast Mark. <laughs> Thank you, Caroline. Remove the remove the uh, the plank in your own eye before right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Before you, if you can't write yourself, you can't sit over here and judge Mark. A, Point out, Ma- Lowry Splinter. No, take the plank out of your own. <laughs> oh my lord. Thank you. Plank Eye. That was another Christian band that was big plank when I was a yes, kid. Plank that's Eye why. was the name? Oh plank Eye, not Plank Guy. <laughs> oh, no, I heard it. I heard it. Oh, yeah. I heard Plank so, Guy. Plank Eye. I am Plank Guy. <laughs> All right, we turn it to Justin for his review. I would have th- I would have thought I would have given it a, a holy uh, roast, but I think I'm going to go... I Honestly, I think I'm going to go with toast. Enough yeah. of it worked for me, like... If you can ignore the fact that, like, obviously a lot of it is of a time, mm-hmm. and a lot of it is, I mean, not what cool. is very not, yeah, not cool at all. Uh, I do not endorse <laughs> Mr. Lowry's uh, uh, a lot of his words in here, but uh, I mean, a lot of it landed. Uh, the guy is like extremely charismatic. I mean, like, an, an extremely accomplished performer in 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 every respect and uh a real entertainer mm, if you yes. will and i'm gonna i i think it's a it's it's very strange it's of a time it's very weird that it's an album shouldn't be an album <laughs> nope. just recording of a video <laughs> it's weird but uh yeah it's it's good oh a holy yes. toast from justin wow kevin where are you gonna do i will Unfortunately, you know what? I think I'm giving a space between. I'm not making it a unanimous holy toast. I can't roast it. Neutral space. Yes, but maybe it is, you know, again, we've confronted this issue on the podcast before. Materially, is Mark Lowry doing anything different than what I do on Good Christian Fun? The answer is absolutely not. It is almost exactly (laughs) the same. The content is different. The substance is different, obviously. But. Basically, it's the same thing. Man in the Other mirror. than the content and substance, it's basically exactly <laughs> the same thing. The Much like the Declaration the of Independence or um, a fish fillet sandwich, other than the content and substance, it's exactly the same as your podcast. 
much like a super yacht. It's just the same thing. Same content. Same content. When when we go Hyrie, he goes Lowry, uh, and that's kind of his bag. Um, <laughs> But the hamminess, there's something about a certain kind of guy mugging in a certain kind of way of just like, (laughs) I'm a little bit silly. And like uh, confronting that in his music videos, i.e. looking into a mirror and not enjoying what I'm seeing. Did yeah. like I'm surprised I haven't seen you in a zoot suit yet, honestly. <laughs> it's only because it's not in season yet, but catch oh, me it's summer it's horny too, summer twenty twenty one in my zoot suit. It's coming. <laughs> oh, gracious. Yes, but uh cannot be dismissed. I hope he finds peace if he's not at peace right now in his life. Uh and uh we wish him well. the best, I guess. And let, uh, Justin, do you think we could get him on this show? Do you think we could interview him on Good Christian Fun? I, I th- honestly, I think you would have a fantastic. I think you would have a blast. <laughs> I think you would have a lot of fun, and maybe you could get a few more clues about where Mark is at, vis-a-vis being like a good person or a bad person. I don't yeah. know. I, yeah. I, I know. I try to. I think we pulled together all the relevant information that is out there. I, apparently. A private person, I guess, because he's not talking about his own personal. Yes, you know, unless it's in a sermon, you can hide anything in a sermon. Nobody's gonna. Oh to yeah, you can. <laughs> but, you can say but, I killed Laura Palmer in a sermon. No one's gonna find you out. It was me. I'm Bob. <laughs> Listeners, if I you want to hear Mark Lowry on the Please. show, bombard him in the comments of his Insta. Yeah, tag him on Twitter, answers. and we'll uh, go through the normal channels. We'll uh, do the work. I mean, and we can say, listen, we've had Kirk Franklin on. You're the Kirk Franklin of Christian stand-up. Uh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. If it's going to be <laughs> a card, no problem with that. <laughs> will you promise me right now, yes. if you do get him on the show, and you will, um, please ask him about my hat? <laughs> we yeah. a thousand percent will. We solemnly That's, swear. That is our promise to you. Uh, but listeners, now it's up to you. Uh, you can go to at Christian Fun Pod and give him a roast or a toast yourself. So get out there and Pokemon go to the polls. We did it. We did it, Joe. We can ask him about Kamala Harris and what he thinks of her and her... The uh, power of the vote. <laughs> and her tenure in uh, Congress. Oh, gracious. Uh, now we're bringing it down a little bit. We're dimming the lights. We're lighting the candles. The synthesizers are playing. And we're taking it to a more worshipful st- uh, space. And Justin, we're not here to promote ourselves or our own projects. To the folly of man, uh, we're here to lift them up to the glory of God, and we start, as per usual, with Caroline Ailey. Caroline, did you know that your baby tweets would someday influence thousands? <laughs> yeah, she did, and you can support that work at Caroline's Farts online. Um, I also want to lift up another podcast I've really been enjoying called You're Wrong About, which is a great show, a like journalistic show, show yes. where they take like some, you know, something you think you know the story of. For example, the Newsboys uh, strike or the one that I really liked was uh, the Stanford prison experiment. They the Newsboys tri- strike is when Phil Joel and Peter Furler wouldn't come to band practice. Exactly. Yes. And, uh, no, and they, they go in depth on the, like a lot of the misconceptions <laughs> people had about that. <laughs> anyway, I recommend that show. Check it out. All righty. That's a great podcast. Uh, We'll turn it to Justin. I just remembered that in band, freshman year, I was really struggling. Mm -hmm. 
and I used to listen to Jesus Freak on my CD player on my discman. <laughs> With that, I would hide in the instrument closet yeah. and just turn that on and not feel so alone. <laughs> oh, 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 sweet boy. I want to thank Decent Talk for that if they're listening. Thank you. Um, Decent Christian Talk. Always appreciate Decent it. Decent Christian um, Talk. Decent Christian. Did you all already talk? You mentioned in and of itself earlier. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Talked about that at yeah. Length you want to lift here? that up? That's a good. I watched it on Hulu last night. Hulu. It's yes. beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. You know, it's not just, it's beautiful, but it's also a, it's a great show. I would describe it as, it's hard to describe. It's like a magic. It's like a uh, one man show with magic in it. And it's about identity. Mm-hmm. And it's very beautiful. I will say also it's shot directed by Frank Oz. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Miss Piggy himself. And he, he, uh, it's shot in such a way that really feels like you're there. Which for me, who has not been anywhere, much like everybody for the past year, it was actually very transportative to like darken the lights and like be virtually in a theater watching something. It like felt yeah, very nice. I watched Tim yeah. Gunn um, cry. Yeah. Just you. A and- distracting that, huh? Just like drop Tim Gunn on me out of nowhere. Tim like Gunn. I'm not gonna. Again, uh, I'm very Gates. into the show and then it's like, <laughs> the best Gunn one. Next to David I'm Blaine. I'm in this space with I'm- Bill Gates. <laughs> <laughs> the best one though I, I've said this before in private conversation there is uh, <laughs> David Wayne from the state from Wet Hot American Summer you can see him crying his butt off at one point <laughs> in the audience and they don't cut to him like he's a celebrity he just looks like a guy I didn't even notice in him in the audience it's very funny very funny and people can lift you up at Justin McElroy and listen to your podcast you're gonna get the GCF bump this week my brother well my brother done. me the adventure you'll finally you. get we just listeners. read a book about podcasting yes. it's called everybody has a podcast except you it came out uh, in, in late January so it's still only a few months completely outdated at the hey. speed of podcasting moves. <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, if you want to get it, there's an audiobook too, which is like a long, expensive podcast. Uh, it's chapter one, be a celebrity, and then have it a package deal with WME. Be Anna Ferris and work backwards for me. And there, hire yes. your assistant to be your co host. Have bad boundaries with your personal assistant and air it out on, on broadcast every, every week. Uh, terrific. Well, you can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere. Um, you know, I I have felt a great comfort in the pandemic by just listening to podcasts with acquaintances and friends of mine, and it does feel normalizing. Now that like we got over the the Zoom hump and the FaceTime craze of the first couple months, now it's like I just like listening to my friends on podcasts, and I've been loving listening to Jonathan. Garbus, aka John Gabris, on his high and my high and mighty podcast. The last couple of months, it's been very comforting to me to hear that sweet man just talk to his sweet friends, and uh, some of whom are uh, distant acquaintances of mine, and that's been like a comforting thing. So, if you're out there and you're looking for a little comfort in the night, tell your friends to start a podcast and then listen to it, so you don't have to talk to them directly uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and really make an effort. And you can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. You can go to patreon.com slash goodchristianfun for more good Christian fun every week. Or you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity. This month's charity is the Sela Homeless Neighborhood Coalition. Justin, thank you so much for joining us on the show, thank bud. You, it's been my genuine thrill. What a thank blast. So this was such a nice time. To talk about Mark together. Yes. We made a mark in podcasting today. <laughs> Uh, and there's nothing left to say except for, and all of Pod's people said, Amen. 
Now, Justin, to go out today on the show, I want you to pick the artists that you want to hear their cover of Mary Did You Know the most. And then we're going to play that as the outro for our podcast. Oh, I tried to find Dolly's. I'm sure it was great. Ooh. All right, here we go. This is Dolly, Dolly Parton's crack at it. Mary Did You Know. From Christmas on the Square, this is Dolly Parton. <laughs> did you guys watch that on Netflix, by the way? Oh, yeah. Mary, madness. did you oh, yes. know that your baby boy will one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy... Like Late Dolly, Dolly sounds like a woman who's about to tell you your destiny as she sees it in a crystal. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lord, Caroline. <laughs> she knows where a lot of swords are, and your yeah. destiny is to find it, and she will she will draw you a path. Yes, or curse you. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.